Welcome to Real Moms Talk, a fortnightly podcast by Life of Real Moms, where moms get together and chat about all things parenting. And now over to Nikita, the founder of Life of Real Moms and your host for this episode. Hi, so I'm Nikita and uh, today I have three awesome moms with us. Uh, all three of them have hosted our monthly challenges before and we are going to discuss a topic that is currently um, uh, very, very relevant and it's been discussed a lot uh, and we just want to share our thoughts on it as parents, as moms, as women. Uh, so let us get started with introductions. Let's uh, start with Disha first. Hi, hi everyone. I'm Disha. My handle on Instagram is hashtag Disha. I write about stuff, my life and uh, just how the day goes by. I'd like to sh- I like to share that on Instagram and my blog sometimes. But then when life gives me, when my mom life gives me that space to write, I write. Otherwise, it's all out there on the gram. And uh, we shall move on to Namrata. Hello, everyone. So my name is Namrata. Uh, You guys know me as the Nizami mom from Instagram. Although that's not my handle. My handle is Namrata BS. I am a mommy (laughs) blogger with a lot more to say than just things about being a mom. I usually uh, have a voice about everything. I have an opinion about everything and I'm not scared of voicing it out. Even if I turn out to be wrong, sometimes it's okay. I admit my mistake, but then I'm still uh, not fearful about voicing out my opinions. I think that gets me a lot of haters and love too on social media. But hey, that's what it's all about. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Next uh, is Shalu. Hey guys, I'm Shalu. Uh, my handle on Instagram is the Dreamer Mum, and my blog is also called the Dreamer Mum. I actually started blogging uh, when my kids were really small, but I did not start as a parenting blogger. I uh, come from education industry background. I have uh, done my fellowship with Teach for India, and there was a lot that I had in my mind about education and how we can reform the early education, especially for the underprivileged. And I started writing about that, like from a perspective of a teacher a homeschooler and that's where the blogging journey began uh, a little bit i'll just copy from what namrata said because i have opinion about everything and i don't uh, like i don't get scared of uh, voicing my opinion about anything because i think i don't do it from a personal perspective but from a very neutral perspective as in like what i feel i put it out there and that is what my blogging journey is all about hi nikita uh... <laughs> I blog as being Mama Bear and uh, basically it's what all mommy bloggers do. Uh, My content is mostly about my life with my daughter and other random things that I find interesting, mostly related to motherhood only. Somewhere where I was losing it, uh, I started Life of Real Moms as an outlet for because I needed something to do that could distract me from uh, my life as a mom. And being Mama Bear was all about what was going wrong with my mother at that point. So that is how Life of Real Moms was born. And so for today's topic, we are talking about the Me Too movement that has suddenly taken India by storm. If I'm not wrong, this uh, happened a few years ago as well. And this is happening last again. Last year. I think last year. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 
बट सो कैन हाँ बोलो बोलो uh so in my uh, journey as a blogger i've written a lot about the me too movement mm. so allow me to uh, explain about it a little bit yeah. uh so the movement was actually started by tarana burke okay. um and uh, it was brought to the limelight last year in hollywood when harvey weinstein a top hollywood producer was accused of sexual harassment by elisa milano uh who's a hollywood superstar so that's when it actually all started the unraveling of the power structure in hollywood essentially contained to hollywood at that point of time but then it moved across uh different fields it was essentially something which was concentrated in the west till about a year ago um so we have a lot of hollywood superstars including um salma hayek uh including um angelina jolie Angelina Jolie, etc., who all opened up about, about the predatory behavior of Harvey Weinstein, because of which he suffered a lot in his professional career. But then, you know how the law works; he's just filed allegations against all of them again. Yes. And now, this movement has come to India. Uh, it's quite insightful that it, after a year after it started in the U.S., it's come to India, and India it started with the. Uh, Tanushri Datta, when she spoke about the harassment she faced on the sets of Horn, Okay, Please by Nana Patekar and the choreographer at the time, Ganesh Acharya, and apparently she had made a complaint about it, about the harassment she faced to the Cine Artists Association, but nothing was taken into consideration at that point of time. Uh, and this, she's brought it up again now. Since then, a can of worms has literally exploded, and it has spread to every single field. from comedy stand up comedy all i be uh, uh, all india bakchor the comedians have been uh, affected a lot of comedians have been affected male and female both uh, it spread and then from there it spread to journalism the highest and the most prominent one being the resignation of mj akbar when he was uh, accused by a lot of women so yeah it spread across all fields even kangana ranaut has joined the fray she's uh, accused vikas bell of uh sexual harassment on the sets of a movie like queen yeah. which was essentially a feminist movie to the core so yes it's this is how it's come to india and uh, yeah it's taking form taking shape in every which way possible so so me too is basically uh people i will say not just women coming forward and saying yes this happened to me too basically not yeah. accusing the same person <laughs> but coming out with stories where they felt harassed or they were actually abused right now as parents um let, let us because because we are in a mom community right now um what is our take away from this entire uh, sharing of stories that has happened as moms so i am a mother of two daughters and i honestly don't know and i would like to know namrata's opinion on this uh, when we talk about it uh, i don't know how Uh, mothers of sons feel about it but i as the mother of daughter knowing this kind of statistics around that the girls are affected more by the kind of harassment or abuse that goes around uh i feel very insecure and i feel afraid for my kids uh, but is that the solution no so i think my take on it as a parent is we really need to educate our kids on one what is harassment and if they feel that they are being harassed or they are uncomfortable with the situation how they can deal with it who they can talk to about it and 
if god forbid they come and talk to us about it that you know i was feeling uncomfortable because of this xyz incident i think instead of freaking out we really need to be calm and give them the confidence that you know we are there with you we'll deal with it like okay. we'll together deal with it so i think that is one thing we as parents need to learn because uh, so i was speaking to a friend yesterday and i was telling him that you know i don't remember my parents ever talking to me about topics like abuse puberty periods any of those topics which are like taboo topics no one spoke to me about it and that is why probably if i ever felt uncomfortable or i felt like i'm being harassed by someone i had no courage to go and talk to my parents even my mother i had no courage to go right, and right. talk to her about it and i would not want the same for my children i would want them to be comfortable enough one and aware enough to you know know like okay mom is there or dad is there we can go and talk to them and you know can be open about what we are feeling and what happened like the incident to narrate the incident they should be comfortable enough to be able to like talk about it say that for example they sh- they should be comfortable to call a breast a breast as simple as that so right. yeah i think i think that is something we as parents or i as parent ha- have a take away from this whole movement uh, and namrata i want to know from you like uh, because i don't know mother of a son's perspective like how right before before namrata before namrata answers uh, since we are talking about kids i don't know how uh, the statistics are i think what you meant when you say that you know girls are harassed more those mm-hmm. statistics i think are valid for adults i think when it comes to right. kids boys are also equally vulnerable Because True. When it comes to children being uh, uh, abused, by statistics, I meant reported cases. Number of reported cases. I meant that. Ah. Uh, so yes. Ah, uh, basically, uh, as a parent, there's two things which I want to talk about over here. One is if we look at it from the larger perspective, all these cases of Me Too. Ah, uh, the more number of victims are female. i'm not saying all the victims are female more number of victims are female and most of the perpetrators or the harassers are all male now i believe very strongly that this is very uh, uh this is happening because of the inherent patriarchal nature of society and objectification of the female sex not just in india but all across the world so that's the larger perspective now when we come to our children uh it's just very very simple things which we need to tell them right from the beginning that it's never okay to objectify anybody it's you know it's never okay to say girls cannot do this and girls can do this boys cannot do this boys can do this because really what we are trying to teach our children is what girls can do boys can also do what boys can do girls can also do the restrictions on both are the same the freedom given to both is the same that's what we ideally as a parent would want society to be unfortunately that is not the case as of now we're trying to be more protective of our girls and trying to give our boys the freedom to do whatever they want to do under the pretext of boys will be boys which is essentially the starting point of all change this has to stop and as parents as a mum my biggest concern when raising boys is that they should grow up 
to think that there is no difference except biologically there's no difference between a girl and a boy anything a girl can do a boy can do anything a boy can do a girl can do this is what i always 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 tell my boys and of course there is something called consent which we need to teach our children right from the very uh, beginning that you know no means no whatever you see whatever you see around you people may you know talk to you about that stereotype ki teri na me ha hai and you know if you're saying no you actually mean yes those stereotypes uh, uh, died a natural death with the with 90s bollywood i think our generation believes those stereotypes more than the aane wala generation don't you think uh unfortunately no uh this thought is still prevalent in a lot of schools in a lot of uh places like play areas also where i take my children it's very uh, obvious you know ki acha she's a girl she can't climb up those four I, stories I, to go I, on the higher slide i didn't mean that the stereotype hmm. thing the abilities wala thing i totally agree that now right. we are trying to teach that you know ability wise we are not different okay right. there is no difference between the genders i am saying the stereotypes that bollywood has ingrained say, right the you know the songs and whatever that you, you know it's okay for boys to tease and girls actually like it and all of that we're so, still being shown but hopefully our kids grow up smarter and say yeah, that yeah the, our generation was fed those stereotypes like it was right in our face every single movie every single song had that right so, hopefully our children's generation will not have uh, will probably you know see girls giving patak se wapas if a boy tries to do something or vice versa actually. yeah so even that and also yeah true and also i think it's very important to teach our children to respect their own bodies because that i believe is a starting point of every kind of abuse because uh, unfortunately a lot of the cases which are being uh, revealed now are actually uh, showing a lot of women who were abused as children and they don't even they didn't even realize at that point of time that they were being abused that's because yeah. they didn't know their body and they didn't know that what was happening to them was actually abused because for unfortunately it was happening either by someone they knew well or someone who was a part of their family who was a part of the very close friend circle so this is something that we need to teach our uh, children that they have ownership of their bodies and whatever is abuse is abuse so that is the topic that i was coming to next when it comes to children um statistically the chances of a child being abused by a stranger are very very low it yeah. is almost always somebody who is known to them there's something called as grooming right where they try to become friendly with a child and they try to gain the child's trust and then once they know that they have the child's trust and the child likes that person and that's when they move on to the next step so uh, as as parents how okay i have major trust issues okay not not just with respect to this basically i am not even thinking sending my 2 year old to a play school also for another year year and a half at least then she can verbally come and you know tell me if i ask her aaj what happened today if she can tell me the whole thing then i can kind of be a little relaxed ki whatever happens she at least has the ability to communicate at this stage she cannot so that is one fear that just two or three hours away from me what if something happens i know it's not going to happen for sure matlab nobody But can be sure obviously yeah. but yeah. that fear is restricting me as a mother 
from doing things that i would have probably otherwise done like the freedom mera freedom restrict ho raha hai basically because of my inability to trust that you know nothing will go wrong so how do you establish trust when you leave your children in child care or in a school or with uh, family members like what are the rules that you should establish with family members as well as with your child like you both have older kids right namrata and shalu so yes, you, yeah. both your children can communicate so right. are there certain uh, shalu are there certain uh, uh, rules or guidelines that you've set with your daughters and with other family members caretakers right so uh, i started to talk to my kids about their bodies very early on once they were 18 months old and they started to understand and pinpoint things ke this is nose this is eye similarly this is your breast and this is your uh, like place from from where you pee at that point of time they did not know technically what's it called mm. but i started to talk to them about very early on and as they grew mm. the level of conversation also kept growing like now when they are almost 4 years old mm. uh, we time and again talk to them about say who are they allowed to kiss mm. on the cheeks for example mm. and who is the group of people that they can give a flying kiss to who are the group of people that they can hug and who are the people they are allowed only to wave no physical touch and then come stranger like who are the people that they should not even look at them so i think uh, when your kids start to grow and understand and i i give that to my kids you know they understand everything whatever you talk to them teach them they will understand it's upon you whether you want to like just be want them to be a baby and not talk to them about stuff or you want to give them that benefit you know they understand and let's talk to them about it so one is communication that is really important and not just a one time communication you have to make sure you speak about these things to them on a regular basis so that it's fit in their mind you know if this is the person i have i can kiss this is the person i can hug this is the person that i'm not even allowed to go near one is that communication second you have to have your checks and balances in place like there are certain set of people who i trust that i can leave my kids with for example my husband my mom um, my masi there are few people that i can leave my kids with then there are people that maybe they will never do anything wrong but i would never leave my kids alone with other than those group of people so that is like a check and balance you need to have a place like a cctv camera now i would not say like it's a prerequisite because a lot of people might not be able to afford it or you know have time to go through the footage but you need to have certain checks and balances in place to make sure if at all you are leaving your kids alone say for example in daycare so rather than choosing a daycare which doesn't have a cctv footage mm. choose one which has if you are opting for transport system now a lot of schools these days have gps enabled vehicles wherein you can keep a track where the vehicle is at a moment what time they left from the school and if it is not reaching the destination in say the stipulated time period there is a number of driver you can call so these checks and balances you need to have in place to ensure that your child is safe because i agree you cannot hamper the freedom of the child basically ultimately because of your own insecurities and fears that something might happen we cannot stop our kids from exploring growing and uh, you know seeing the world so i think communication and having all your like checklist items ticked these are the two things for me which which are in- namrata as a mom of boys what are the um, what are 
what are the precautions you have taken what are the steps you have taken to ensure that uh, they are also aware of uh, what is happening around them and you know when they should come and tell you i think whatever shalu said uh, about her kids all applies to me as well uh, it's it's absolutely the same things uh, start teaching children about their body parts right from the time that they start pointing to their body parts as as parents we teach our children eyes nose lips ears and hair we also need to teach our children about their private parts um i also conduct safe and unsafe workshop a uh, touch workshops for children and it's very and we have a feedback session with parents as well and it's very surprising to note that even middle class very highly educated parents um also have a great hesitancy in talking to their children about a topic as serious as this especially considering the state of the world we are in today so it's just something which is ingrained in us that you know this is something very private and we are not supposed to discuss it with our children but it's actually the other way around this is a topic which is highly imperative this is one of the first few conversations that you should have with your children a b i think it's very important for our children to always know and believe that we will trust what they say and we will believe what they say no matter what the world says against them because that's how abusers also play on the minds of the children that uh, your parents will never believe you if you say something like this happened or don't say this to your mother or she'll hit you or don't talk about what i did you know because someone might feel bad about it i think it's very important for us to tell our children that secrets like this are never okay and also to always tell our children that communication lines are open and we will always believe them now whether you know there are some children who make up stories not a lot but there are children who make up stories so we have to ultimately we'll get to the root of that but then for our children it's very important to know that whatever happens they have to come and tell us about it and they are open to come and tell us about anything be it good be it bad so in later years what happens is when children get low marks in schools because they are petrified of their parents they don't tell them this is a very unhealthy behavior pattern which forms which going forward can lead to severe repercussions so right from the beginning tell your children that whatever you are however you are i accept you i love you as you are always come and talk to me about whatever you do and other than that the basics you teach them the body parts keep a check on their goings comings always like for instance uh, my kids go to school in the school bus they've been going in the school bus till the you know till as when they've started school which is what at 2 years they started school they've been going in the school bus i know the driver inside out but even then if there's a 5 minute delay in reaching the school i get really hyper mm-hmm. you know what's going on why is there been a delay in reaching and uh, so that's one thing if there's a driver change for some reason i always double check i call the school i call the principal that you know why has the driver been changed usually we get a notification from the school itself but then if somehow i don't get a notification or i miss the call i usually check you you know what happened why has the driver been changed so just simple checks like this and also yeah they are aware of who they can trust and who they cannot trust basically so seems like uh, compared to our parents generation we have a, a lot of uh, avenues at our disposal like notification from school for a driver change like imagine something like that would never happen uh, when we went to school 
हाँ है बस स्कूल की वही बस है ना उसी में जो भी चला रहा है जाओ बैठ जाओ दैट यूज टू बी दूड वेन वीवर के सीसीटीवी कवर्ड कैमरा बट अगेन ये सब अगेन ऑल ऑफ दिस इज इंट इट टू मच इन्फॉर्मेशन ओवरलोड लाइक अनलेस लाइक शालू सेट अनलेस यू गो एंड चेक द सीसीटीवी फुटेज इफ योर चाइल्ड डजन कम एंड टेल यू यू विल प्रॉब्ली नॉट इवन फाइंड आउट सो it's it's still i mean like better than not having any uh, ways to keep a track at all uh, but uh, you know somehow yes i i do feel like these uh, make the make trusting the system a little easier what age uh, did you start talking to your kids about it namrata as soon as they were able to point their at their body parts and as soon as they were babbling and as soon as they were talking it's it just at right that point one of the first few conversations we had was about this okay and Isha, do you um, have anything to add sorry namita you were saying something and i think uh, yes it does make us over protective and over cautious as parents but then i always feel that in this day and age it's better to be safe than sorry so. about anything and also with the kind of world we are living in it's better for us to have these conversations as early as possible correct disha uh do you have anything to add no that's what no so i think the whole point is to keep communication very open with the kids basically we hello and namrata what they said sure, agree with whatever they say hmm. and uh, given that they are uh, moms of older kids Old you know it's, it's good to learn from their experience Correct. rather than try and uh, you know create something uh, new in my head i'd rather go by experience because what they said actually makes sense and it, it is it's better to uh, raise like communicative aware children mm-hmm. than uh, children who are like a little scared to be out there mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's also that's one more thing i think as mums we need to be aware of the changes that we see in our children like a child yeah. may or may not communicate if abuse has got been happened to the child but there will yeah. be differences in the behavior like a child may suddenly prefer not to talk to a relative to whom he or she was very friendly before instead of forcing the child right. to like that person we need to find out what exactly happened you know why did that child suddenly stop liking that person or changes in the behavior of the child as happy cheerful child may suddenly become sullen and disgruntled so instead of just blaming you know the child's behavior we need to find out what is the cause of that behavior for instance uh, i tell you about this incident in my kids uh, they used to go to a play area yeah. where uh, one of the uh, akkas of as they say in hyderabad uh, she used to really like advait because yeah. for some reason she used to really like him so whenever we used to go over there she used to give him a hug now i'm sure there was nothing bad about that hug but it's just that he didn't like it yeah. so at my child at first he was used to be very excited about going to that play area but then dheere dheere he started saying no i don't want to go meko nahi jaane ka hai meko nahi pasand aata hai and i sort of found it very weird because a child who used to enjoy it so much why would he suddenly stop doing it so we didn't go for a few weeks and then i you know slowly started to ask him you know what the problem was and why did he not want to go to that play area and things like that so then this is what he told me it was a simple hug by her but then if he didn't like it i have to give him that respect that okay you don't like yeah. it we'll make it stop any closing remarks uh yeah i loved this discussion i loved hearing the different perspectives and uh, like i said i'm very vocal and i tend to argue my points 
so we can continue this discussion further offline if anyone is interested so it was yeah. fun chatting with you all i am sure we made a lot of blunders i am sure this were a lot of post production than i imagine i don't <laughs> think so i think you should just put it out yeah. as it is we are flawless so yeah we are real moms <laughs> we are <laughs> we were real moms now we are life of real moms haha <laughs> yeah but this is a life of real moms so you should put it out without any edits you got you didn't get the joke i did i got it i got it i got okay, okay. so, <laughs> i was trying to explain to you so basically for the first time this was good let us do this again with another yes. topic and thank you so much for taking yes your time out disha sorry to keep you hungry for so long i hope you have been because your camera is off i hope you've been sneaking in snacks behind the camera literally no ayyo okay okay go eat disha thank you so much for joining in and uh, good night good night good night okay guys bye, bye. Thank you for tuning into Real Moms Talk. If you liked what you heard, do share this episode with other moms you know. For more updates, follow us on our social media at Life of Real Moms. Until then, stay tuned for our next episode.